0: Hello and welcome to Sunday Messages with Fairmount Friends Church. We're so glad that you are joining us. You can find out more on www.fairmountfriendschurch.org. Here's Pastor Brock Meyer. This has been a powerful service. I like Jesus. And it doesn't compare to how much He likes us. And He wants to inhabit The praises and the worship places of his people. And so it's fun whenever we get to encounter the presence of the Lord. Um, Tom, I love that you're worshiping with us. And I think that Jesus likes it. And that there's some good transformation ahead. Just to stay in the presence. Right? There's freedom and there's liberty in the presence of the Lord. That's a word to all of us but just felt encouragement for you on that man we got to live in the face of the Lord live in the presence live at his feet live in the throne room and that's where encounter happens. Um, As you've kind of realized the end of summer beginning of fall Pastor Andrew and I have been going back and forth um, as we've been trying to get a little vacation time here and there, and so he would take a week, and I would take a week back and forth. This past week, I was in Colorado once a year. We do a, um, we do a mentor's weekend with a couple uh, guys that I have known from the days when I was in Crown Point. We all have since moved, but one guy now lives in Colorado. One's in Michigan And I am in God's country, Fairmount, Indiana. But once a year, we get together. And so this year, we went to Colorado. We went to uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. And one of the things that we wanted to do was when we get together, we love to speak into one another's lives, to to pour into each other's lives. Um, But we want to do a couple hard things. We want to do something that's going to require our best the max amount of energy, strength, we want to be weary at the end of it, and we want to give our lives to something worthy of them, right? We overdid it this time. I'm grateful to say that I'm alive, and I'm not kidding. So we go on this hike, and it was going to be a simple hike, but as I share this story today, and I wanted to kind of drop little nuggets of life principles along the way maybe what is the mountain that you're facing and what is that long journey that you've been on that just will not end and what are those things that just seem like insurmountable mountains and these massive boulders that you just cannot get around and start applying some of these principles to your situation so we go to this hike And it was going to be a fairly simple five mile out, five mile back, little, um, I say little, it's 10 miles. But this, it it was very little compared to what it turned into. This morning, my grandmother's sitting here and I told her, she goes, hey, how was your trip? And I said, I'm grateful to be here. And I said, I'm going to tell you a story that I I survived. She goes, not another one. (laughs) She goes, I knew I shouldn't have come this morning. And for all my life, my grandpa has been my insurance guy, and you never want to tell this story to your insurance guy. (laughs) So we go out there, and after we're so far up into these, um, these, what they would call hills, we would call mountains, there's then this, the face of this mountain that just goes up. And so we're like well we can turn around here or we can continue to go lonnie one of our guys he at the point had had a little bit of a leg injury in his groin and his right quad and he's just kind of limping around he's like i know i cannot do this so steve and i are looking back and forth at each other saying what do we do man so there's a couple guys that had just come down it's called scramble whenever it's loose rock you scramble down this mountain And so we're asking them, like, what do you guys think that we should do? And they're like, no, do not do this thing. And so Steve and I are like, we're Midwesterners. We know all about mountains. Let's do it. And so we decide we're going to take a chance on this thing. Here's a picture of this mountain. It doesn't look too intense, but it's about a mile away still. And as we're walking up to it, there are rocks out there that are over my head that are on the the base of this mountain. And so we're looking at kind of coming up the side of it, and then there's what they call gullies, but it's just basically where water runs through, and we're going to kind of try to do some of these switchbacks, back and forth, to try to make it up the face of this mountain. The picture doesn't do it justice, um, but I've got a video here, and this video maybe will explain a little bit. serious we're gonna go here up there's like a gully like way out in there and then hopefully you make it over to the top of the other side of the mountain (laughs) loose gravel scrub rough My very first point that I want to make is, well, I'll show you this picture. We take a look at the mountain and we're like, what in the world are we thinking? Um, <laughs> this looks like a terrible idea. Behind us, there's some lakes. So after you make it kind of so far up, you hit these plateaus and then there's these beautiful lakes that maybe 1% of all humankind have ever seen before. All these natural streams and these, these lakes. And so my very first point that I want to make is whatever mountain you are about to climb. Maybe it's you're starting a new business. Maybe it's entering marriage. Maybe it's whatever is currently going on in a health situation. I don't know whatever your mountain is, but this was our mountain. Number one, have all the information. Having all of the information is incredibly helpful. Here's a passage of scripture that has become kind of my motto: is Proverbs eighteen thirteen. A man who speaks on a matter he knows not of makes him. A fool. You ever walked into the room, and you've got all of your thoughts on the situation, and you look like an idiot, because you don't have the full story, and so we're about to embark on this situation that we don't have the full story, and so we start climbing up this, this thing, and you are, as you're climbing, it's just all loose rock, and so then you're sliding back down, and then you're climbing back up, and you're sliding back down. And, and it, it feels impossible, and you're thinking, how in the world are we going to do this? A couple little tidbits of information that these guys had just come down said is go for big rock. Go for the big rocks, okay? Because, number one, they're probably in there a little bit more secure, and if they do fall, you'll die quickly. So go for the big ones and so we're trying to stay on these big ones and we're going back and forth and there's times whenever some of those big rocks would go to where Steve and I could not follow each other up because these little mini avalanches would begin to take place. And I say many because they're just some of these smaller rocks, but if you would get onto some of these bigger ones and those things would get wobbly on you and they're going down and that would happen and they would hit and and it was scary. Having all the right information is helpful in situations like this. As we're going up this rock, there's this verse that keeps coming into my mind. And it's that the Lord is my rock, that he is my salvation. In Psalm 18, too, it says, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold. As we are coming up this rock, man, I did not feel like this thing was being my fortress. I did not feel like this was my safe place. I did not feel like it was my shield. I felt like this thing was exposing me. There are mountains, when you stand far back, they just look so beautiful. Do not be confused. When you get on top of these mountains, they will take your life and not apologize. It's interesting, isn't it fascinating when you see somebody else's life from afar, how beautiful it is, and how perfect that marriage is, and how perfect that home must be, and man, I bet they just kind of just skip through the meadows of their kitchen, and you know, and we don't know what they're going through, but I'll tell you this, you don't have a clue until you get up close, and all things are exposed, and there are these little mini avalanches happening around, and I would just say, man, could we have an insane amount of grace for people, even... If they carry some sort of perfection in your life, that they're probably sucking wind to some degree or another. And so the closer that you get to something, the more real it really becomes. And so we're coming up side this mountain and we finally make it up. And there's times whenever you are grabbing, and you're climbing, and you're stepping up, and your legs are on fire, and your heart rates through the roof, and and we had been, this was, the whole hike was going to be about six hours. We thought we could do this whole hike in about six hours, and so we started at about 9.30, 10 o'clock, and now it's about, I don't know, it's it's about one or two o'clock in the afternoon, and we finally make it up to the top of this mountain, and I think, great, we did it. We ascended this mountain. And Steve's like, no, that's the mountain. And I'm like, no way. I already got a cool story. I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I'm I'm out, man. I don't don't need to do this. And when we finally made it up on top of this, this, it's called a, a false summit where you think you've arrived, and yet only because I couldn't see farther than what this mountain would allow me to see. And I'm only at a summit, and it looks like we're on Mars. There's red vegetation everywhere, and there's only um, these massive boulders and rocks. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. On the way up, we learned another valuable lesson, and it's this. Avalanches hurt. They're painful. What are the costs of my decisions? I'm making some costs right now, and there's going to be some effects around me. It's going to affect my family. It's going to affect My wife, it's going to affect my kids. This path that I'm taking, what's the fallout? What are some people that are going to have to pay the price along the way? This next big adventure, this terrible attitude, me bringing this energy into my home? What's the avalanche? What's the fallout going to be if this is my course of action? When we finally make it on top of this mountain, Steve says, no, that's the mountain. That's the direction that we've got to go toward. There's this disappointment that begins to sit deep inside of my heart. I mean, deep, like, oh, I'm so tired. And there's times whenever I just have to say, Steve, I gotta stop. I gotta stop. I can't go. We have to sit down. Gotta pull out a cliff bar. We gotta pull out a. Uh, a honey stinger, we gotta pull out something we're sucking on water, we've got these packs we've got three liters of water in our camel back. we've got food, we've got extra clothes, we've got all this stuff that's weighing us down I'm like, Steve, I gotta stop, my legs are on fire so we would stop and he would pace he's like, okay, now we gotta go we've got these walking sticks I don't know what you call them walking guides they're sticks, and you walk with them That actually got in the way, because no longer were we just like walking on two feet. We are bear crawling a mile up this mountain. Our arms are in fuego, because I'm bilingual. That means they're on fire. (laughs) And I start just, we're digging, and we're clawing, and we make it up this thing, and now here's the next peak. It's Pacific Peak. Pacific Peak, to, to do a, they call them the 14ers, not ready for that, ready for the, the, the 14ers is what they call them. If you climb a 14er, then you're like a really big deal. This mountain was 13,950 feet, whatever, it counts. If I would have climbed a tree, it would have counted. So it doesn't count, it's not a 14er, but it's a centennial mountain. There's 100 mountains in Colorado, and they grade, or, that, are, that are these 13ers, that, that are considered centennials. This is one of them. And they grade them in different levels of, of types. Type one is you just walk this little path and you're at Turkey Run and it's all good. Turkey Run is a zero grade, okay? So a one is, a, you know, it's kind of two is you're kind of going to some places and there's some rocks and you're kind of getting way out there and you're going to do some mountains. Three is you better have a clue what you're doing. And you probably better have a helmet on. You probably better have the right gear. Maybe some cleats, some ropes, some clips, things like that. This one was a category four, which means what the heck are you thinking, Indiana boy? Get back to your cornfields. You do not belong here. And we'll remind you of that every step of the way. So we start climbing up this mountain, Pacific Peak. As we are going up this mountain, there are... The amount of steps that you've got to take to even get there, and your legs are burning, and you're climbing up here, and the rocks are coming down, and you're sliding back down. And you're like, oh my gosh, no, this is not good, this is not happening. And you got to lay on the mountain because of the degree that it's going up. As we continue to ascend this mountain, I realized this you do not break laws, laws break you. Here's Murphy's Laws. Murphy's Laws would say this. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Law number two is nothing is as easy as it looks. And number three, everything takes longer than you think it will. Six hours, what a joke. This will turn into a 13-hour hike. But little did we know at this time. We finally begin to make our way to the top of this mountain and as we come on top it almost looks like the toe like an elf shoe toe curls around and it's not like okay we made it on top of the mountain and it's as long as a football field no you made it to the top of the mountain and the mountain is now it's facing west and the wind is hitting us and you are like oh shoot i want to lay on this mountain as i'm climbing up bear crawling I'm looking down between my legs 14,000 feet is two and three-quarter miles I'm not looking down 20 feet I'm looking a couple miles down between my legs and the heart is pounding granny don't listen to this okay are you nervous she's so nervous right now are you mad oh she's a little bit mad too I think good news is I made it, I'm here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not smarter than that, I'm sorry. Steve and I looked at each other and we said, Steve, not our wisest day, but our most courageous. So we get on top of this mountain, the wind is blowing and literally on the other side, the face of the mountain just drops off and there it is. Now, we are following this map. It's on all trails is the map app that we're following. And you're hoping that you have internet two and a half miles up in the air. And this is what's going to be our map guide to lead us around. Also, before we even got onto the road, there was a two-mile hike on the road to get out to the course where we were going to be and then out in the wild so now we're on top of this mountain in order to go to follow the trail we've got to kind of wrap around this thing and then there's this little almost like a balance beam if you will okay between one mountain and the other Um, and here's where I start to lose my mentals a little bit as I say I say Steve I'm so tired I have to get off this mountain I'm out man and I don't know what your mountain is it's marriage and you're like, I'm out. I cannot do this another day. It's, it's your business, it's, I don't know, a health situation. You're like, I'm out, I, I can't do this anymore. Maybe you've wrestled and there's been some suicidal thoughts, maybe there's depression and disappointment and disillusionment that sits in so heavy. And it's not just a one day hike, it's been a one decade hike. And you're like, I am sucking wind. I cannot do this. I'm out. To where, for a moment, I thought, Do we call a ranger? Do we? I I have to get off this mountain. This was my first mental break. I started losing it. I'm like, I gotta get out. I'm out. I gotta I gotta get done. And we sit on top of this mountain, and I look far in the distance, and there's a road. I Said Steve, Let's just let's just opt out. Let's scramble down this mountain. Let's hike across this field. There's this woods I have no idea what's out there but there's a road and we're gonna call on he's gonna pick us up good thing we didn't because that was a mining field come to find out later but they were blowing things up out there so we stuck to the course I'll tell you this you got to stick to the course because the way is through not out you got to get through it you got to go through it you said yes you said I'm in you said we're going to do this thing the way is through it's, it's not out. And so we've got to go and wrap around the side of this mountain and then go across, shimmy, if you will, across to this other mountain. Here's a picture of this, of this video. It'll show you how the mountain drops off in the little wedge that we've got across. And the route is we've got to take this guy and we've got to walk along. I just felt all of it again. You should not have come this morning. I'm so sorry. It looked so cool on Instagram, right? Oh, they're running on this little path to the other mountain. And like, no, uh, it's not cool. Um, And so now as we're wrapping around the side of this thing, he's like, we got to go right. We've got to wrap around and we've got to make it onto this other side. So as we're kind of moving around and we're scrambling, we're sliding down on our booties. And Steve's cell phone is in his back pocket. As we're sliding down, he's like, we got to get this way. There's these big rocks, and there's all these loose rocks that are coming down this gully, and then we got to make it to the other side. So as I'm climbing, he's like, we got to make it across. And so I'm reaching across, and I'm sliding down and pulling myself back up to get over to the side. And then I'm in this little cleft of the rock that I'm right here. And he's like, okay, now stay there. I'm going to come, and I'm going to be right there with you. I'm like, where with me? There's nowhere to be with me. He's like, I'm going to be there. I'm like, okay. So Steve's like hustling, he's sliding, he's coming back up, and then boom, he's right there, and the mountain's coming off. And we're like, what am I doing here? I just want to be in Fairmount. <laughs> Can I like click my heels together? Oh my gosh, what is going on? And so we're here and he and he goes, he's gonna go look at the map. And he's like, No, 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 I lost my phone. He's like, I gotta go back. I gotta get it. We don't have a clue where we are I'm like no forget the phone get me off the mountain he's like we have to have it he's like I'm going back I'm like oh my gosh so now he's got to scamper around this thing and go back and it's a black phone what are the chances you're ever going to have find this black phone and all these black rocks and all these shadows and as he's making his way back he goes no I see it. And he's 10 yards away and he's got to climb back over there and he finds his phone. Would you believe that he pulls up all maps and he sees, we're on the trail. Yeah, we're on the trail. It's like, you have got to be kidding me that this is actually happening right now. But here was the next point, is have someone with you who has been this way before. Having Steve Slater on this mountain with me I knew I was good, because I was with Steve. There was the settling that he brought. If I had to be the leader of the mental strength on this thing, it would have required more. I would have had to have stepped up to another level. I I think that hopefully I I would have. Uh, I would have been really strong going across that minefield. But to have somebody, and Steve is almost 60 years old, to have somebody who's older than you have somebody who's, who, who, who has the stability. And so what are those, man, do I need a mentor, a pastor, a, a, a parent, a coach, somebody that I need to invite into this situation say, I just need some perspective. You've been down this path. You've walked through marriage. You've launched your business. You've, you've had breast cancer before. What do I need to be aware of? You've seen some, some family breakdown. How did you maneuver those obstacles in your life? And so having Steve in my corner was absolutely huge to conquering this mountain. I kept quoting this passage, Psalm 46.1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in time of need. I kept reminding God who he is. (laughs) God, you are an ever-present help in time of need, and I need you. If I've ever needed you, Jesus, now is that time. You are an ever-present help in time of need. My legs need you. So now you're 14,000 feet up in the air. You're, you're not, you know, uh, used to the elevation. Your blood, there's no oxygen up there. Um, the, your blood is all weird. Your mud, like your legs are shaking and you're just going. And so here was the thing that I needed to remember is one step at a time. And literally I had to go one step at a time. Being here is better than being there. And being here is better than being back there. And being here, and I'm not kidding, I had to break it down by inches in order to do this. And what's that next step? In the wise words of the prophet Frozen, (laughs) do the next right thing. What's the next right thing? What's the, the next best move that I possibly can make right here what's the next one step that I need to be making and God you're my ever-present help in time of need we finally make it around the corner we're now going on this this I don't know one mile balance beam and we're like laying down on it and we're going to go across this way and so I'm saying Steve where, where are we going what's the next one he goes that mountain we've got to climb that one And I said Steve no I don't want to do it. And he goes, that's our only way out is we've got to do this whole thing again. The next one was Crystal Peak. It's another centennial. It's a uh, 13,000-foot mountain. And now we've got to climb it again. I'm like, I'm done. I'm maxed out. He goes, and here's what I loved. He goes, I know. I am too, man. And it's cool whenever your leader can meet you in that place of defeat and discouragement rather than dad walks in and suck it up and this is the way it's going to be and it's my way or the highway and you listen to me and he just met me and he's like I know I'm done too so let's go and so we had to make a decision the only way out is through and we've got to go through this next mountain we then climbed the second <laughs> Mountain, crystal, and as we get to this one, we both agree. We have got to get out of here. I'm carrying this backpack on my shoulders. The weight of it now, we're probably, it's about 4.30. We we're hoping to be done by this time. It's now 4.30 and we are in no man's land on this mountain. And I have to start carrying my backpack like this just to get the weight off of my shoulders. Or I would just carry it. And I just started thinking my next point is Am I trying to do this journey and go through this life, carrying all of this excess baggage? What's all the baggage that you're carrying around, that you're just carrying through in life? And it's hard to hike with all of that baggage. There are things that I'm carrying through, all the hurts and the pains and the dings and and all of these things that I'm holding on to and I will not let go. And I'm going to continue to move through life and holding on to all this stuff. And the Bible would say it this way, to cast off all of that stuff. That's going to entangle you and ensnare you so that you may run the race that's marked out for you. And I've got to get those things that weigh me down. I have to get those things off of me. The other one I noticed was this. Encouragement and hope are the bedfellows of overcomers. Chris Vallotton says this, "'He who carries the most hope has the most influence.'" You better believe Steve Slater was carrying the most hope. He who brings the most encouragement carries the most authority. And Steve was speaking life and encouragement. Come on, brother. And we're coming up to this second mountain. He says, 100 he says, more steps. I said, oh, yeah? I'll count. One. Two. And would you believe 99 a hundred and I fall into Steve at a hundred steps the hope that he brought and the encouragement and the life that he brought to me was at a whole other level can you just see that somebody else is going through a struggle that you know nothing about and just try to bring some hope and try to bring some life to them to be intentional with those things the other one is this another great point is don't lose your mentals I felt like I was about to lose my mentals. In Romans 12, 1, says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed with the renewing of your mind. You'll be able to test and to approve what is God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. His will is for no one to climb a centennial mountain without a helmet, without cleats or clips or ropes, or living from Indiana. Yeah, and definitely don't ever climb without Steve. That's the truth on that one. So now we're going to move down this mountain. So we're sliding down and we're moving. And there's like, again, whatever, you know, went up is going to come back down. So these little mini avalanches, right? And so we're kind of scrambling down and we finally make it. We've got to go through kind of this vegetation area, but realize that west was on the other side of the mountain. And when the sun gets behind the mountains, it gets dark in a minute. So now, just, and maybe you even notice in that uh, video, just on the other side of that mountain was already... In the shadows. So now we are trying to race daylight back to the parking lot to make it back to Lonnie, and we are moving through the valley of the shadow in this moment. So now we're finding these uh, these little trails, and animal life is starting to move around. We find some little dung, and so I thought, oh, cool, like some deer are out here. And then we found some big dung, and I'm like, oh shoot, there's bear out here. And these rocks with these massive holes that are like little caves and like houses for bear. It's not cool. And so all of what I thought I was done with energy, I'm like, okay, Steve, here we go. We're moving, man. Let's go. Steve, what are you waiting on, man? Let's go. Hustle. I've been lazy all day. Let's move. So now we're moving. And we've got to get back. And so we're back to that point where we've got five miles to go. And so five miles to go, we're racing daylight, and my phone dies. Good news is, we've still got Steve's, right? And we brought a battery charger until both of them die. Next point: stay charged until the end. <laughs> Second Timothy :7: "I have fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept the faith. As we're on our way back, we're pulling up our our GPS, and we're sending our location to Lonnie. How close are we? How close are we? Lonnie is back at his car. Lonnie's trying to charge his phone. Unfortunately, I have Lonnie's phone charger in my backpack. So Lonnie's like, hurry up, man. I'm only at 10%. Hurry up. I'm only at 1%. But granny, it was fine. It It was fine. We're now on sure Foundation and Steve and I are high-fiving and boy did we celebrate too early because now we are hustling back. We come up on this hill and there are three mountain rams up there. I mean, they got the big old hooks on them. I mean, they look, and he was proud, man, standing up on this mountain. He was the size of a four-wheeler, this thing. I was like, oh my gosh. And so I'm like, we're coming down that path. And as we get closer, I'm like, they're going to yield, right? Finally, they kind of move on up the mountain, which was beautiful. And as we make our way back, we start seeing human life. I'm like, hey, and we wanted to high five, and you are like, you're weird. I'm like, no, we're alive, is what we are. And we're high fiving, like, how far away? Hey, you're only a mile and a half. You're only a mile and a half. You've been saying we're only a mile and a half for a while now. How far are we? We finally get back to this path, and the sun has set, and the lights have gone. We're like, okay, Steve, we've got to just start start moving slowly here. And as we're moving slowly, this thing hit me. Walk by faith, not by sight. And would you believe it? I felt the presence of the God-man, the light of the world. I said, Jesus, you're the light of the world. Surely you can light this path. I felt light coming from behind me and we were able to maneuver down this path. As we continue down this trail, and people know your Bible and call upon Jesus to fulfill the character that he is. You're the light of the world. You can light this path, right? And you're, you're my hope. And we finally make our way down this path. And as we're, it's pitch black. It's, it's about eight o'clock at night. We make it out of this path and we finally make it to the road yeah we made it to the road there's an opening and we can make it back to the road and we'll walk down and after we walk for a while steve's like i just got to try to fire up my phone he tries to fire up his phone and it comes back on and he's looking at the map real quick where are we at where are we at no we're on the wrong road Ah! so we've got to turn back would you believe it? Disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. And I'm exhausted and I'm tired. So we've got to walk all the way back up this mountain, up this little path to get back on. And this pitch block. I'm like, Steve, let's just, we're done, man. And he goes, we still, we still have a chance. We've got to get back onto this, this, this trail and it's going to lead us to the right road. Whew. Okay, I'm with Steve. I'm going to follow Steve on this one so we get back on this path we get back on this trail we are literally walking like this and he's holding on to my bag steve can't see a thing i mean because he's old right he's 60. (laughs) and so we're walking like this and we would go over the edge of a rock and and fall down he's like it was hilarious and we start making it and we see light in the distance He's like, hello. And I'm like, help us. And I'm like, let's let's move to the light. And he's like, no way. We're staying right here. We're playing this thing out. They're gonna come and they're gonna find us and it's gonna be brilliant. There's flashlights, they're coming. And we yell and we yell and we yell and they will not come. Like, I'm like, Steve, let's just keep inching our way. So we would inch our way a little bit longer. And I tried to fire up my phone, and that little white apple came on just enough. I'm like, let's go, let's go, 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 go. Stay charged till the end. Go, <laughs> go, 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 go. Okay, stop, 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 stop. We try to fire back on. Go, 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 go. Stop, stop, stop. And we got down to where this light was. It was a lake with the moon shining <laughs> off of it. We were yelling at the moon for 15 minutes, <laughs> waiting for the moon to rescue us. When we got down to the water, it dropped probably 5 or 10 more degrees, and it's starting to get cold. So during the day, it was 60. It started to get 50. 30. Now on the mountain at night, it's going to get down to 30 degrees. We come into this opening, to where this clearing. We're by the water, and I just asked him, I was like, Steve, at what point do you just got to make a decision? You just got to call it a night, man. And he said, we're at that point. Because there's a fine line between perseverance and insanity. And we had met that point. And I don't know what that is. Maybe it's in your business. Maybe it's in different efforts that you're trying to do. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to know when to call it a night. And so we decide this is it. So we're going to start putting on every layer of clothing that we have. And so we strip down, we put on our base layer. We put all of our other clothes back on. We put on all of our other coats. I got this hood on. I zip it in tight. We got gloves on. And so then we're going to lay down with our backpacks as our pillows. And we're looking up at these stars. And it looked like we were at the IMAX. I mean, stars that you thought you could reach out and touch. The Milky Way going right over top. We're laying underneath a flight pattern, these planes that are going over. We're just laying under the stars, talking about life and marriage and kids. And, oh, to have somebody to go through this life with. And so we're, we're having this moment, and then it hits me thinking, you know, whenever you camp, you put all of your food in a bear locker, and you hang it in the tree. We put our food in our backpack and use it as a pillow. <laughs> With one swipe of a paw, a bear could have ripped our whole heads off. Not our wisest day, but our most courageous, for sure. So as we're in there and we're cuddling and we're snuggling and we're getting body warmth, this is Ecclesiastes 4.11. It says times will get bad enough where man will lie down with man to keep each other warm, okay? <laughs> That's not the one, but we'll get to that one for sure. And we're, and we're holding out hope here. And in the distance, I see lights shining off the trees. And I jump up, Steve, Steve! And we're yelling, hey, help us, help us! And these people come up and they're like, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're fine. They got a dog. And this dog comes tearing at us. I'm like, oh, no. We got gangster hikers at 10 o'clock at night. What are they doing out here? They're going to take my last Cliff Bar. And so, but we come to we talk and we're like, man, we got lost out here. Can you help us? Yep, we can help you. And so I use their cell phone to make a phone call. No reception. The only phone number I have that I have memorized is Alyssa's. So I'm like, I'm just going to text Alyssa, text her, we're alive, tell Lonnie, we'll meet him at the end of Spruce Lane Road, send, and I hope that it goes. They said, we have a flashlight, this is the trail you want, it'll lead you back to your car. Man, the importance of every single member that helped pull this thing off, it's the whole body that matters, right? It's not just the arm or the elbow or the ear, it takes every single person to get this flashlight. So the other great point, is always carry a flashlight even for a day hike so we've got a flashlight and so we're taking off and we're moving and we're going and we're going and going and it's like but we don't have a map do we go right or do we go left right okay here we go do we go right or do we go left and guess what they said oh you're only a mile and a half away I'm so sick of a mile and a half <laughs> and we finally make it to the end of the road and as we get to the end of the road so much joy hits our hearts as we are about to make it. We come up to this car, we're knocking on windows, hey, can you help us? I just open up a car door. I don't care if they're in there or not, I'm charging my phone. I open up this door, in the back seat this man sits up. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry man, I just need to charge my phone. We charge our phone, we call Lonnie, Lonnie comes down and we hug like you have never hugged before. He's shaking, he's like, guys, I thought I lost my best friends, I thought I lost you. We are hugging and we are holding. We make it back to the cabin. Now it's about 11 o'clock at night when we pull off of this trail. We make it back to the cabin. I thought, no way did I ever think I was going to make it back home tonight. I thought that the sun was going to come up. Somebody was going to find us on the road tomorrow. But we made it back. We sat in that hot tub and we laughed. Like kings, man, we laughed. And we drank so much water because we were so dehydrated. I don't know why we got in the hot tub, but we were so dehydrated. And the last point is this. There's times to celebrate and to celebrate well whenever you're on your journey. Look at this, Ecclesiastes 5, 18 through 20. I have seen personally what is the only beneficial and appropriate course of action for people to take. To eat and drink and find enjoyment and all of their hard work on earth, during the few days of their life that God has given them. For this is their reward. To every man whom God has given wealth and possessions, he has also given him the ability to eat from them, to receive his reward, to find enjoyment in his toil. These things are the gifts of God. For he does not think much about the fleeting days of his life. Amen to that one. He does not think about his fleeting days of life because God keeps him preoccupied with the joy he derives from his activity. Come on. You know, after all was said and done and we were on safe ground and I called Alyssa, she said, This would be the way Brock Meyer would die right here. You got to be kidding me. She says, it was a good life, but it was a good death. And I thought, yeah, come on, girl. Here's the deal. We're all on some sort of a journey, right? There's all a mountain that we are facing. And I would just encourage, man, stay charged. Have some encouragement around you. Have somebody that can do this journey with you. Know that Jesus is the one that will light the path, right? There's just some good principles that we can pull from this. And let's just not play it safe and play it small all the time. Come on, there might be some great adventures that the Lord has for you. There might be some great dreams that he's asking you to take a risk on. That you're just like, this is not me. Let's just follow the Lord. Let's believe the Lord. That There might be some dreams in your heart that are still going to come to pass if you will just say yes to God. This is the makeup of the overcomer of those people that can climb the mountain that God's calling you to climb. Would you all stand with me this morning? and We'll close. Jesus, I thank you that we are on a sure foundation, the rock of our salvation, Jesus Christ. Jesus, you're the rock, you're the mountain that we lift our eyes unto, our help comes from. Jesus, we know that you are our ever-present help in time of need. Jesus, we thank you that you sustain us. Jesus, we thank you that we can enjoy the fruit of our labor and celebrate through it all. And Jesus, we thank you that you will lead us to another day. I pray that you would encourage our church family today, Lord, and let us say yes to all of the hopes and the dreams that you have in our hearts. In your name we pray. Amen. So we're so glad that you were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or your preferred podcasting app. Be sure to rate us so other people can know about the podcast.